So marami pong salamat sa inyo, sa inyong pong pagdalo at sa mga kaburks natin, ka-FB natin, sa FB Live. Hindi ko po kayo nababasa kasi malayo yung camera. Uh, bear with us, we want to improve this system. Uh, we're very, we are a community church. That's why we always want to come together. So uh, we are improving our um, social media and our technical competencies. So, uh, pusuan nyo lang po kami, ayan, at ilike nyo lang po kami. Kung mag amen kayo, ayan, nakikita ko yung mga puso-puso nyo. Salamat po, uh, samahan nyo kami sa pagsamba sa Panginoon ngayong umagang ito. Our uh, topic for today, um, as you have seen in our FB, is, would be Bodies Redefined. I entitled this sermon, Our Bodies Redefined. And we will be reading from the first Book of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 12 to 20. So, um, this is about our bodies. And the question that we need to ask is that, do we know the definition of our body, the importance or the relevance of our bodies? And if we know the relevance, the importance of our bodies, kanino natin dapat gamitin yan? How shall we utilize this body? Or how are we going to use this body? So that uh, those are the questions that we will attempt to answer today. So may I ask the congregation to please stand? And if you're at home, you could just probably take your seat there. But uh, join us as we read uh, the first book of Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 12 to 20. And I'm reading, and I'll be reading from the ESV version. Let us all read. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. Food is meant for the stomach and the stomach for food. And God will destroy both one and the other. The body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. And God raised the Lord and will also raise us up by His power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute? Never. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a prostitute becomes one body with her? For as it is written, the two will become one flesh. But he who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin in a person commits is outside the body. But the sexual immoral person sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. May the Lord be worshipped and praised uh, through the reading of His Word. Let us come to the Lord in prayer. Father, we come to you today. Illumine us, open our hearts, open our soul, open our minds, so that we may be able to see and grasp your truth. Father, be with us today as we study your Word. Open our spiritual blindness so that we may be able to see your wonderful truth. Thank you, Lord. All this we ask in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Last week, we have uh, discussed and Brother Sam uh, brought us to this wonderful sermon on Are You Really Free? Now, if we look at Galatians 5, Apostle Paul discussed to us this freedom and that as we have our freedom in Jesus Christ we ought to use this freedom to live a godly life and I will dare say this that the best expression or the best exercise of our freedom is not when we are able to do what we want to do the best expression the best uh exercise of our freedom is that we are not hindered to do what is right. That we will not be stopped when we seek our own benefit as well as we seek the benefit of others. 
Para sa akin, yon ang totoong kalayaan. That is real liberty. When we are able to do good things for others and good things for ourselves. It's not bad to seek good things also for ourselves. Especially as we, let's say, work or let's say, um, uh, help our families. It's not also bad to seek good for us and for ourselves. But that is real liberty when we are unhindered to do good thing. Now, while we say that we are free and there's freedom in us, First Corinthians, and in, and in fact, I would say, the entire book of Corinthians, now speaks about a church. And this church would need to be subjected to limitation of that freedom. Now, there's an appropriateness of that exercise. Now, there's an appropriateness of freedom. Especially when we are confronted with various issues. It doesn't mean that you are free. You can do whatever you want to do. If your freedom would lead you to sin, if your freedom would just bring you back to your slavery to sin, that is not the freedom that Christ had uh, brought us. The freedom that Christ brought us is a freedom that would enable us to obey Him and to follow Him. And this leads us to the 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Particularly, particularly, Apostle Paul was discussing on a very uh, significant issue that confronted or that confronts that church that time, and that is sexual immorality. Now, let's just have a quick background. Sino ba itong mga Corinthians? What is the Corinthian church? Who is the Corinthian church, if we will personify the Corinthian church. Now, the Corinthian church, or the people in Corinth, those Christians in Corinth, actually, they are gifted, they are rich, they are diverse people, they are multicultural, multi-ethnic, multi-generational, multi-social, they are living in a cosmopolitan center of trade and commerce. So, you would notice na para silang tayo, parang Singapore, we are living in a gifted, rich, diverse, multicultural, multi-ethnic, multi-generational society. And in fact, modern world today, let's say Manila for instance, or London for instance, it's a center of trade and commerce. Now while I say that this church is multi-gifted, multi-racial, multi-generational, they are in the center of uh, trade and hub and commerce. Trade, they are the center of trade and commerce in Greece or in the Roman Empire. I would say that this Corinthian church uh, faces a lot of problems as well because they are known to be divisive with rampant sexual immoral activities. They are contentious. In chapter 5, you would notice that Apostle Paul was uh, telling them about a lawsuit against each other. So, mga suhapi itong mga Corinthians. They are also compromising. Hence, you would later on realize that Apostle Paul was even calling them on how do you do and how do you eat when there are food offered to idols, etc., etc. So almost telling them what to do because they are compromising people. They're also full of tensions. There are a lot of factions inside the Corinthian church. You would read that when Apostle Paul was saying, Sabihin ng mga, mga tiga-Corinthians and the Corinthians would claim, Oh, ako for Apollos. Ako for Paul. But some others would be very clever. Sabi ng iba, ah, ako, kay Jesus lang ako. Very clever, ano. So, that's uh, how um, divisive, that's how um, the Corinthian church is, they, are, have, they have full of tensions as well as, as well as factions. Yan ang Corinthian church. Now, particularly, etong Corinthian church ay sinabihan ni Apostol Pablo tungkol sa isang napakahalagang bagay at yon ay yung sexual immorality. Again, sexual immorality is not new to us. It's also not new during that time. Because I think that is present 
especially hindi lang sa isang cosmopolitan hub, but also to modern world uh, or even nga sa mga rural areas, di ba? Uh, present din yan. Why is that so? I would surmise that because it's a cosmopolitan hub, uh, again, Corinth is one of the most important ports, one of the most important cities uh, in the classic, in the antiquity, in the Greek antiquity, yan ang uh, feature ng Corinth. So, what we're trying to say here is that because there's a movement of people and uh, trade, all professions will be present in that place. At kasama dun sa present profession, sa isang commercially viable, commercially uh, active place, ay yung oldest profession. And what is the oldest profession? Ano pong oldest profession sa mga ka-friends natin sa FB? Prostitution is one of the oldest profession. It's present there because it's a trade hub. You know, people come, people go. Mga mariners sila, mga marino, mga seaman. At of course, gusto ng mga seaman, ng mga traders, ng mga merchants, mag-R&R, rest and recreation. And so this pervaded the Corinthian society. And sexual immorality is rampant uh, sa Corinthian church. In fact, may incestuous relationship pa nga sa Corinthian church. And this is particularly what Apostle Paul had um, addressed in uh, the sixth chapter of the book of Corinthians. Now, we want to analyze what does this mean to us today. Very clear naman. It's very clear yung admonition ni Apostle Pablo. Flee from sexual immorality. You don't need rocket science. to. It's not rocket science. You don't need dictionary to understand that. Flee from sexual immorality. Ibig sabihin, iwasan ang kabet. Wag mga bet. Sasabihin ko, I will quote Tito Mel, Kenyola. Sabi niya, sa panahon ng COVID, wag ding mga bet. Ayan na, Tito Mel. <laughs> Why? Because it's not pleasing to God. Now, that is very clear in the verse. But what I want us to explore at this moment is the reason why. What is the spiritual philosophy that Apostle Paul was trying to tell us why that is not supposed to be? Why we should, as Christians, flee from sexual immorality? Bakit? Sa Pilipinas po, ang pangangabit, adultery, pangangalunya, ay isang krimen. Because the legal philosophy is, if you commit adultery, concubinage, you are destroying the peace of the state by destroying through, destroying, or by destroying the basic unit of the society. And the basic unit of the society is the family. Hindi ba yung mga mistresses, mga home wreckers, ika nga, they destroy the peace of home. And when you do that, you're destroying the peace of the state. Kaya krimen sa Pilipinas ang adultery and concubinage. And I agree, that is, uh, that will create instability to the society. Kaya krimen siya. Now, here, it's not really a crime. I'm not saying that you should rejoice. That's not a crime here. But more than that, I want to ask this question. What is the philosophy? Bakit hindi tama? Bakit hindi pwede? What should be our reasons why we should not commit sexual immorality? And sexual immorality at that. Because more than that, there's a principle behind. Now, let's go to this. Now, what Apostle Paul was saying is that your body is important. And we will know why Apostle Paul was saying that your body is important. You can use your body to defile yourself. You can also use this body to glorify God. And so, at this juncture, at this point, Apostle Paul was uh, saying, what is the importance of your body in relation to this sin, sexual immorality? Let's go to these verses. Ang sabi, all things are lawful for me, and I'm reading from verse 12, 
But not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. What he's saying here is the appropriateness of our freedom. And I've mentioned that a while ago. If that freedom uh, does not lead you to a godly life, that is not freedom from Christ. What we're also saying here, ang premise ni Apostle Pablo ito, not all things that are legal are moral. Not all things that are legal are righteous. Because the one that makes laws, the legislature, has nothing to do with religion. They could pass laws as a body politic, and it has nothing to do, and it, it might have no regard at all with our religious convictions. So not all moral things, not all legal things are moral things, or not all legal things are righteous things. 98%, perhaps, they are. Because they provide stability, they provide, the laws provide stability, provide um, uh, order. But there are certain laws that are not uh, moral or righteous. For instance, the church stood and stand against same-sex marriage. In many states uh, in the U.S. or in many countries around the world, same-sex marriage is legalized. Uh, for us, our conviction as Christian is that we do not approve that. Legal yon, pero hindi ibig sabihin moral or righteous. Now, they can debate with me for all until Jesus comes kung yan ba ay dapat tanggapin o hindi. That's another issue for another day. But what we're saying is that our conviction, our stand is that for us, it's sin. At yun ay conviction natin. Kung meron silang ibang conviction, eh, bahala sila sa buhay nila. Now, that is our spiritual uh, thought on that. That is our stand. It has nothing to do with the body politic. It has nothing to do with uh, even the legislature will pass laws for it. Hindi, it will not change our conviction anyway because our conviction, our faith, informs our actions and our belief. So again, I would surmise na kaya ito sinabi ni Apostle Pablo ay perhaps there are some portions of normalization ng sexual immorality. Perhaps kung hindi man legal during this time, ang nangyayari ay it just being becoming very normal. Di ba ngayon parang normal at napaka, ano nga, di ba parang normal? Pag si mister ang nangabit, parang okay lang kasi lalaki naman ang nagloko. Pero ang babae, hindi pwede. Di ba double standard yon? Kay lalaki, kay babae ang nagloko, bawal mangabit sa panahon ng COVID. At kahit tapos na ang COVID, bawal ang kabit. Bawal ang sexual immorality. I'm saying that because... Opposite po ba saying, hindi porky legal, hindi porky normalize. It means it's okay. No, it's not. And Apostle po was saying, why? Why this shouldn't happen? Now, here in the next verse, he said, food is meant for the stomach and the stomach for food. And God will destroy them both. One and the other. The body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord. And the Lord for the body. Now, what Apostle Paul was saying here is that, you know, my dear brothers and sisters, sex is not just like food. Sex is not an itch that needs to be scratched. Hindi ito isang urge na dapat lamang masatisfy. Because sex, sex or sexual relationship has deeper meaning. It has deeper level of intentionality. Meron siyang malalim na kahulugan. And we will know a bit later. By the way, if you're on FB, this is rated PR18. <laughs> Nalimutan kong sabihin. Pero maganda rin kasama yung mga anak niyo para maipaliwanag niyo sa kanila itong sinasabi natin. Sa mga ka-FB friends natin ngayon, ha? R18 po pala to. Nalimutan ko. <laughs> that is what he's saying. Sex is not just food. Hindi porke nangate, kakamutin. Dahil pag nangate, buhusan nyo ng kaladril. Ipaligo nyo ang kaladril sa makakate. 
Pero ang sinasabi ni Apostol Pablo, tignan ninyo ang inyong relasyon, ang intimacy with a deeper level of understanding. It has spiritual significance. Huwag niyong gamitin ang katawan ninyong kamutin lamang ang inyong mga desires at inyong mga kate. Yan ang sinasabi niya. Our body is not just for human needs and desires. Merong identity kasi ang ating body. There's an identity. There is a purpose for the body. Anong purpose ng body? Kanina nabasa natin, to glorify God. So don't just use your body. Don't tell me, katawan ko naman to, katawan ko ba ginagamit? Katawan mo ba ang ginagamit ko? Sa aking mga gustong gawin, sa aking kalayawan? Am I using your body to satisfy my greatest human needs and desires? It's my body. Pero as Christians, we should see our body differently. We should see this with spiritual significance. We should see our bodies with eternal value. At yun ang sinasabi niya. Sabi, flee from sexual immorality because the body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord. The body is for the Lord. And the Lord for the body. Imagine that exchange. And we will understand. Why is Apostle Paul saying that? Because Apostle Paul related the body and included the body in the process of salvation. Sabi niya kasi, and God raised the Lord and will also raise up by His power. That is the spiritual relevance of the body. The body will be redeemed. This body will be part of that resurrection, of that great resurrection. It is not Christian philosophy to say that our bodies are not important. Hindi yon Christian philosophy. Our body, soul, and spirit are important because this body will be part of that salvation. Why? Because this body will be resurrected. Your bodies will be glorified. So wag yung isipin, katawan ko lang naman ito, abusuhin ko. No, not my dear brothers and sisters. Mga kabataang nakikinig sa FB Live, mga kaburks, wag yung sabihin, ah, Bata pa naman ako, I can do this, I can do that. No, that's not very Christian. Huwag niyong sabihin, katawan niyo lang yon. No. Your body is for the Lord. Ang ating katawan ay bahagi ng magiging nating kaligtasan. Mariridim ito eh. Machichange ito from corruptible to incorruptible. So mahalaga yung ating katawan. Huwag salaulain, huwag babuyin. Malalaman natin bakit kailangan ganon. By the way, this sermon is very practical, I would say, because this will really confront our philosophies and our perspectives, our worldview. Lalo na kung iniisip ninyo ang mga bagay na hindi karapat-dapat, especially if you're contemplating something that is not very godly. Now, again, Apostle Paul was saying, your body has eternal value because it's for the Lord. And your body, number two, has spiritual relevance. Why? Because of the resurrection. So, maliwanag. Sabi dito, do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? So, here, your body has First, eternal value because it's for the Lord. It has spiritual relevance because it will be part of the resurrection. It will be saved by God from incorruptible, from corruptible to incorruptible. And third, we should treat our bodies and we should flee from sexual immorality and we should not use our bodies just to uh, scratch and itching whatever because, sabi rito, ang ating katawan, our members, our bodies are members of Christ. Membro daw nino, ni Cristo. Now, our body has a special spiritual relationship with Christ. Now, ang sabi nito susunod na verse, now if you if your body is a member of Christ, question 
then why are you making this member of Christ one with who is sinful or one with sin? Apostle Paul is presenting a, relas- a relationship dilemma between sin and holiness. Is that possible? It shouldn't be. It couldn't be possible. Huwag ninyong isama si Kristo sa inyong maruruming katawan. Parang yung sinasabi niya eh. Bakit? Sapagat kayo bilang mga Kristiyano, you are one with Jesus. Your body is one with Christ. And therefore, if you are one with Christ, you shouldn't, being one, you should not partake it or put it or take that to or be one with a prostitute or with an immoral person. Baka naman sabihin ng iba, ang babanal naman ito mga ito, uh, grabe maka-judge. No, we're not judging. In fact, I've said that. We can judge by the way. Because judgment is basically telling you whether you're right or wrong based from the facts, based from acceptable social norms, for instance. What I could not do is to condemn you. But if you're wrong, I could tell you you're wrong. Am I right? Now, kung nangabit ang isang tao, pwede ko ba sabihin, eh, cannot judge you. Eh, nangabit na nga siya eh. Di ba mali na yon? O nasabihin natin, I cannot judge you. Hindi, sabihin natin, mali ka yan, bro, mali ka yan, sister. Pero, mayroong second chance. Yun ang pwede natin sabihin. Because yun ang gospel. Kahit nagkamali ka sa buhay, ang Diyos may pagpapatawad. Kahit naging kabit kayo, o nangabit kayo noon, o nagkaroon kayo ng sexual immoral relationship with others, God can forgive you. God can restore you. God will give His grace to you. Yon ang message namin. Kaya, mga kaburks, huwag naman ninyong sasabihin na nina-judge namin kayo. Hindi masyado. Not so much. Konti lang. Sinasabi namin, mali yung ginagawa nyo. Pero, kay Jesus, may pag-asa, may second chance, may bagong buhay. Huwag mawawalan. Huwag kayo, grabe naman kayo, nina-judge nyo rin kami. I'm going back to that point because there couldn't be it couldn't be one. Yun ang sinasabi ni Apostol Pablo sa atin. Now, merong mga uh, 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 analogy, for instance, na yun daw mag-asawa, hindi ba? It usually uh, use that tripod uh, analogy na parang it's God and um, you, you're the wife and the husband. That's a good analogy. But if I'm looking at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, it appears to me that the analogy is the wife, and dito Mama Mike, I'm just pointing out. It's the wife and the husband joined together. And as they are joined together, the husband and the wife joined together, Christ is enveloping them. So more than the tripod analogy, I would say it's a mixture analogy. So if you are you and the wife, the husband and the wife, you're one, and Christ is in you, ano't dinadala nyo, nakikikabit pa kayo? Paano mangyayari yun? Paul is presenting us a dilemma. We should see that. Not just having relationship with others, but also our morality. Mga kabataan, napakarampant, ng, napaka-accessible ng immoralidad sa mundong ito. You can use technology to uh, solicit sexual favors from dating apps. Hindi ko nasasabihin. Alam naman ng mga ka-FB natin, ano yung mga apps na yan. Baka sabihin, nagpo-promote pa ako. Technology could lead you to that easily. No, nahirap eh. Ngayon hindi na. Use these apps and voila. You can get it at one click. But my dear brothers and sisters, God is calling us to glorify God through our bodies. And so God is calling us to personal holiness. And so... Sabi dito, now that you, you're, you are one, that yung aking presentation, that the husband, the wife, or if you're single, you are one with Christ, 
if you are one with him, what Apostle Paul is saying here is that you should act in a manner fitting to that relationship. If you are one with Christ, if the husband and wife one with Christ, you should act fitting to that relationship. Because there's a spiritual dimension in our relationship with one another, with husband and wife, and us with God. Lagi namang may spiritual dimension yun. Kaya ingatan, ang aking practical tip, ingatan natin mga kapatid, yung ating personal holiness. Kung kayo po ay nasa office, if you're in the office, you have a very beautiful or handsome colleague. Ngayon, yung, yung handsome and beautiful colleague will tell you, you know, ang swerte-swerte naman ng misis mo kasi you're so sweet. Ikaw naman, you're easily swayed by these words. Yan. Imbis na taga-bukit panjang ka, pupunta ka muna sa Tampines, sa Changi, tapos bago ka umuwi kasi may kasama ka habang kayo ay nag-uusap sa bus. Yun naman mga misis, huwag naman kayong tamang hinala. Nasa bus lang. Mga reunion. Yan. Minsan, nagsisimula dyan ang mga relasyong hindi magaganda. Hindi ba mga ka-FB friends? Magre-reunion. Crush kasi nung elementary. Nagkatoksuhan. Ayan na. Nag-text na ang dalawa. Mga kapatid. Mga kapatid. Tigil-tigil na ng pag-aatin ng reunion. Tapos sasabihin, magtutoksuhan. Kaya ako hindi natin ng reunion eh. <laughs> Pero wala naman may gusto sa akin, kaya safe akong umatend. <laughs> wala naman akong karelasyon. Pero hindi ba ganon? Totoo hindi. Mga ka-FB friends, totoo hindi. Di ba? May reunion. Eto, sabihin, di ba nung elementary tayo? Elementary, 1990, 1986 for, for all the life of me. Di ba nung elementary tayo, kayong tinutokso? Ikaw naman kinikilig. Hoy, may asawa ka na. Subukan mo. Kaya pag reunion, mga ka-FB friends, pag may reunion, sumama kayo sa reunion ng asawa ninyo. Para alam nyo kung sino yung crush, mapandilatan nyo ng mata ng matindi. Ah, ikaw ba yung crush nung aking ano dati? Hmm. These are practical situations. But they would lead us to sin. Hindi ba? Ka-reunion, ka-text na. Ka-text, naging karelasyon. Ka-reunion lang yun dati. 1988 pa yon Move on! Yung mga ex na binabalikan. Ex na nga eh. Huwag nang balikan. Lalo na kung yung mga ex ay abusive relationship. Yung relationship that did not bring you to, the, to holiness, to personal holiness. Your body is not for yourself. Mga kapatid, please. God is calling us to personal holiness. Yung ating mga friends, don't just go to Lucky Plaza. At you know, we have friends there who will just give their numbers in a small piece of paper and call you, Pilipin, Pilipin, Pilipin. And they, they will give you uh, their numbers. Uh, si Ate Tawanta ba? Nakaka-relate. Mga KFB friends, nakaka-relate ba kayo? Pilipin, Pilipin, Pilipin. Bibigay number. Ikaw naman, hmm, kwapo naman si Kuya. Ate, may asawa ka, di ba? May anak ka sa Pilipinas. Hiwalay naman kami lahat, hiwalay. Pag nasa Singapore, hiwalay. No. I'm rebuking you now. Tigil-tigilan yan. Huwag mangabit sa panahon ng COVID. <laughs> Tito Mel, kahit tapos na COVID, tigilan yan. God is calling us to be one with Him. So the admonition is for sexual Purity. To flee from it. Sabi dito, flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body. But the sexually immoral person sin against his own body. Now, ang sabi ni Apostle Pablo, if you do this, you will commit sin against your own body. Now, by Apostle, by when Apostle Paul says that you are committing sin against your body, does he downplay the gravity of sin? Kasi sinning lang pala against your body. So he's downplaying it. Is he downplaying it? He's not downplaying it. 
Apostle Paul, when he admonished to us that you are sinning against your body, he is not downplaying it. In fact, he's making it grave. Why? The next verse will tell us, do you not know that your body is what? Temple of the Holy Spirit. And therefore, if you commit this, you're sinning against your body, you're sinning against the temple of the Holy Spirit. You're not just sinning against your wife because you're one flesh now. You're sinning against the temple of the Holy Spirit. It's grave offense. And that is why in early chapter, in 5, Apostle Paul was saying, remove that person, yung sexual immoral person, sa inyo. Hindi naman namin kayo judge. Kung kayo ay struggle, if you're struggling with this sin, come to Jesus. I've said a while ago, in Galatians chapter 5, God will give you liberty from that sin. That's the good news. Kung kayo naman nakagawa ng ganitong kasalanan, kay FB friends, magsisi. Aminin sa inyong asawa, kayo'y nagkamali. Mga asawa, patawarin naman ninyo, magbagong buhay. Restore relationship in Jesus. Because you are one with Christ. Minsan, Ito, I'm addressing the young people. Dear young people from FB Friends, at yung ating mga naririto ngayon konti, yung ating young people, maintain your sexual purity. You know, sex is created by God. It's beautiful. It's just so happened that this very pleasurable gift from God, and I'm telling you, I'm a married man. I should know that it's pleasurable this pleasurable gift from God has been marred by the world. Binaboy sinalaula ito ng mundo, ng kasalanan. But when you take a look at that, it's very beautiful. It's very satisfying. It's a deep uh, spiritual connection with your spouse. And so therefore, my dear young brothers and sisters, maintain your purity. Your body is not your own. It's from God. It is of the Lord's. And therefore, maintain your personal holiness. Hindi porke nangati kakamutin. Ikaladril. Maligo ng kaladril. Nagbibiru lang ako. What I'm saying is that your desires had to be put and had to be surrendered to the feet and to the cross of Jesus. Alam namin, we know that you'll be tempted in every way. If you are a married person, I know temptation will come along your way. I'm not saying you won't. You will be. But as you realize, there must be a change of perspective. Your perspective is that this is not just mine. Hindi ko lang ito katawan. Ito ay bahagi. Kabahagi ko rito ang aking misis. Kabahagi ko rito. Kasama ko rito si Jesus. And I will not use this body for sexual immorality or for any sexual sin or any immoral thing at that. Pakiusap at ang aking admonition sa ating mga kabataan. At kayo rin na may asawa. Kaya po alam ninyo sa aming care group, and I'm saying this to the people in our care group, alam niyo sabi ko, kung kayo ay may asawa, ipakita ninyo na sweet kayong mag-asawa sa inyong mga anak. That you embrace, that you kiss, that you hug. Why? Because your children had to realize that kissing, hugging is normal in the context of being husband and wife. Kasi ang mas sweet sa atin yung mga vloggers sa mundo, hindi kasal, pero grabe, parang feeling ko nag-live-in na nga yung iba. Pero ang sweet nila, oh my, my boyfriend is here, we're sleeping together, da da da. The world will see that. Our children sees that. And for them, wow, it's sweet. Samantala yung nanay at tatay, huwag lang makita. Naku, nadidiri ako dyan. Huwag mo kang hawakan. Huwag naman. Mga, sabi nga ni Donna, I miss sometimes that you embrace me. Don't worry, mahal. I will embrace you. <laughs> but you know, we should let our children see that. Because for them, if they will see that we are sweet at home, they will see this is normal inside the home. And then when they see that outside, hmm, that is not normal. Because I only see my mom and dad doing that. A changed perspective. 
Kung hindi ka kristyano, sasabihin mo, nako, matanda na kami para dyan. Hindi po. Kahit 60 years old na kayo, it's okay. Embrace each other. Show your grandchildren that you are sweet because you normalize what is good. You normalize what is godly. Kasi mas sweet yung mga magbo-boyfriend, mga vloggers eh. Mas sweet sila. Nakikiskis pa. Oh, sabihin niyo naman, ginajudge ko kayo. Hindi, sinasabi lang namin. Natigil-tigilan niyo rin yan. Wala akong ma- walang masama sa pagiging sweet kung kayo ay mag- may relasyon. I have nothing against it. But what I'm saying is this. Families, let's normalize sweetness. Let's normalize intimacy at home. Because when the children sees that, that thing will be copied by them. That is one significant thing that I want to tell you. Practical tip. Hindi naman ako magaling. Hindi ako marriage counselor. And I don't claim to be. I also have my own marital problems one way or another. I'm not. But what I'm saying is that we should exercise that as our help to the community. At kung mga misis naman, huwag naman ninyong laging tinataboy ang inyong mga mister, lalong naglalambing sa inyo. Eh, pag hinalikan kayo, gantihan nyo rin ang halik. Ayan. At mga mister naman, halikan nyo naman si misis kahit na amoy tinola siya at amoy adobo. <laughs> oh, samahan nyo naman sa pagluluto, paghugas ng plato at paglalaba at mamamalansya. Sweeter. Hindi ba? Very practical. Now, why, why am I saying this? That you are sinning and going back, sinning against the temple of God. Because you know, being the temple, the temple is a place of worship. A temple is a place of spiritual connection, residence, and a place of offering and consecration. Ang ating katawan should be offered to God. This is a place, this is a temple. This is a place of consecration. And so, what I'm saying here is that again, the body has an eternal value because it's of the Lord. The body has spiritual significance, but it will be resurrected. We are a member of Christ, as what we have seen in the verse. This body is for the Lord, and the body for the Lord. And of course, the body is related to Christ. And therefore, when we see the eternal value of our bodies, when we see the spiritual significance, when we see that we are a member of Christ and that we're related to the body of Christ, there must be a change of perspective. Hindi natin pwedeng sabihin na ngayon, this is my body, this is my right, I can do whatever I want to do with it. No. We could not also say, I'm not doing any harm to anyone. Diba? Ganyan ang katwiran? Wala naman akong piniperwisyo. Anong pinakikailaman niyo sa amin? Not anymore. Sabi nung aking lolo, Huwag niyong sabihin mga anak na buhay niyo yan. Hindi ko kayo dapat pakilaman. I'm so sorry for our FB friends who are uh, conversant in English. I'll say this in Tagalog. Huwag niyo daw sabihin na buhay niyo yan. Dahil kung kayo mapahamak, kasama niyo kami, mga magulang. When you're in trouble, your parents will go down with you on the drain. Tama? Pag nakulong ka, sino tutulong sa'yo? Di ba magulang mo? Sino magpapiyansa sa'yo? Kayo? Lalo mga mga pera? Pag na-trouble kayo, who will give you a lawyer? Or if you went sick, for instance, who will provide for the doctors? Your parents. So don't tell that it's your own. Pero pag kayo nagtagumpay, kayo lang. Pwede namang hindi abisuhan ng inyong magulang o bigyan. Pag kayo naging matagumpay, pwede namang hindi abutan yung inyong magulang. So, when you are down, I am with you. But if you will just if you will go up, I may not be there. You may choose not, you may choose uh, for me not to be included there. Similar here. Don't tell me it's your body. Don't tell me it's your right. You are part of that community. You are part of that family. And therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, children, young brothers and sisters, don't act as if you are on your own. Be mindful of your family, of the community, and be mindful of what Christ has done to you. You cannot say that. I'm free. You cannot say that. Change of perspective. And so finally, I'll end here. Sabi ni Apostle Pablo, glorify God through your body. You will glorify God through your body, through your individual bodily lives. Personal holiness. Mga kabataan, maintain your purity. Pray to God. 
If you have boyfriend or girlfriends that will lead you to that, break them. They are not worth your time. If that person will not respect you now, na kayo hindi pa mag-asawa, you cannot expect that this person will respect you after marriage. Boys, be gentlemen. Be careful to your girlfriends or to the people that you love. Don't break them. Be a man of God kung kayo yung mga Kristiyano. Yan. Kukonti yung mga tao. But I'm saying that also to our friends. To our married couples, iwasan ang pagre-reunion, iwasan ang pagsasakay sa bus. I'm just joking. Live a holy life. In a way, ganito yung aking na, naming naging ano ni Donna. Kung hindi mag approve si Donna doon sa aking ginagawa at nandun siya, if Donna is there and I'm relating with my colleague for instance and Donna will be there, will Donna approve the way I relate with my colleague? Masyado na ba kaming sweet? And if Donna is there, would Donna probably raise her eyebrows and say, excuse me? Always see to it always remind yourself takasama niyo lagi yung inyong spouse para mag-ingat din kayo mag-ingat din po tayo temptation is lurking and roaming around honor your god through your individual bodily lives and also honor god within this body the church sabi di ba we are members of christ and what is the body of christ who is the body of christ the church and so therefore you could glorify god through your body your individual body and we as a community that's why there should be mutual accountability pag yung mga friends nyo gumagawa ng masama sabihan niyo you're a true friend if you do that sis bakit parang close close niyo na ni xxx parang close close niyo na lagi lagi kayong sabay sa bus eh taga bukit panjang ka taga tampinas siya Sabi kayo araw-araw talaga? Oh, sabi, sinasabi ko lang, but you could be more uh, gracious naman with your words. Sabihan ninyo, mutual accountability, glorifying God through the body. Huwag niyo sabihin nakikialam kami. Sapagkat yan ay mutual accountability. Ngayon, di huwag niyo ipahalata sa amin, itago ninyo. O mga mister, huwag niyong galingan ha, masyado. Kung kayo nagkasala, humingi ng tawad. I'm just saying that because as we, our theme is as we finish the race, as we start right and finish well, these are practical things that we should always remind us, or remind ourselves all the time as we go because temptation is always there. And at this juncture, Apostle Paul is reminding us to, uh, to flee from sexual immorality and cause us to personal holiness. I hope today you have uh, uh, learned something. Hindi ako nagsisisigaw ngayon, ha? Um, you've learned something very practical because this is about the church. Very practical yung approach ni Paul. Kung nagkasala kayo, mga kapatid, ito, matatapos ako dito. Kung minsan nagkasala kayo sa inyong spouse, kung nagawa niyo itong inyong kasalanan, uh, minsan naging homewrecker kayo sa inyong buhay, Alam nyo, meron kong good news para sa inyo. Si Jesus, nagbabago siya ng buhay. Si Jesus, hindi lang basta uh, nagja-judge, hindi rin siya basta nagko-condemn. Siya ay nagliligtas ng mga sawing puso at mga kaluluwang ligaw. Kaya, ang masasabi ko po sa inyo, come to Jesus. Jesus is offering new life. Jesus is offering new hope. Your best relationship is not that immoral relationship. Your best relationship is with Jesus and with Jesus alone. Come to Him. He will be there waiting, will be willing to embrace you, will be willing to be with you. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for these thoughts, these words that we have heard today. Lord, we thank you for the practical things that we have learned from the scriptures. That, Lord, our bodies have eternal value. They have spiritual significance. 
We are of your member. We are related to the body of Christ. And therefore, Lord, we should use this body to glorify you. We should use this body, Lord, together to be accountable with one another. And so, Father, change our perspective, change our minds, change our beings, Lord God. And Father, we pray that as you change our hearts, you change our minds. We know, Lord God, that we can walk humbly before you, in holiness with you. Father, we thank you for today. Lord, we also pray for those people who, in one way or another, perhaps in their past, they have committed these sins. Lord, assure them of your forgiveness. Assure them, Lord God, that as they have come to you, their guilt and shame are already forgiven. And for those people, Lord God, who might probably uh, be struggling with sexual sins, Father, be merciful to them. Be merciful to all of us. Grant them the liberty that could only be found in you. And may they see you as a beautiful Savior more than their human and fleshly desires. May we see, Lord God, that you are greatest joy our greatest hope and Lord you are also our peace that you will quench all our thirst that you will satisfy our deepest longings Lord today also I pray for um, those people who are afraid anxious because of this COVID-19 Panginoon pagingatan niyo po ang bawat isa Pag-ingatan niyo po yung aming mga pamilya sa Pilipinas. Pag-ingatan niyo po yung aming mga sa buhay na ngayon ay naka-lockdown sa Pilipinas. Pag-ingatan niyo rin po kami, Panginoon, dito sa Singapore as we do our daily chores, our daily lives here. Lord, protect us. Spare us. And Father, we pray that your healing touch will be upon the entire world. Lord, we're all tired. We're all sometimes weary. And we say, Lord God, when will this stop? We worry about our health. We worry about our future. But Lord, in the midst of things that we can't understand, may we just see that you are our hope. May we see that your sovereign good hands will be upon us. Lord, be with us. Be merciful to us. Thank you, Father, for today. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Let us all stand to receive the benediction. And if you're at home, receive this benediction with us. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time, now and forever. Amen, amen, and amen. Dear brothers and sisters, go in peace. And for those who are on live today, FB, go in peace as well. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you again next Sunday. May the Lord be glorified and be worshipped today. Amen.